You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to cover three factors that can really accelerate your growth as a coach. And these three things came from the workshop that I just completed with coaches from around the world. So this is the workshop debrief. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 21 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Thank you so much for joining in today. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And today we have a great, another great episode. I, I always say we have great, another great episode, but they really are. They're, every episode is, is great in its own. And today we're going to talk about um, the three takeaways, the big three takeaways that I took um, away from the coaches workshop that I just ran last week. Uh, so if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome to the pod. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to come and join us today. Uh, you got a lot of episodes to get caught up on, but uh, there, there are a lot of great ones. So enjoy. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much again for tuning in. And as always, we're going to try to give you guys some tangible step-by-step good quality uh, content, advice, whatever you want to call it, so you can see results in your gym. So last week, as you know, as many of you know, um, I held a coaching workshop where uh, the topic was efficiency, and I was just you know going through um, efficiency as a coach, how to become a more efficient coach, and I was, I had, a, I did a presentation on how coaches can increase their efficiency when it comes to practices, when it comes to tryouts, and when it comes to game planning. And it was incredible. It was really good. We had, I think we had, we had a 375 people uh, sign up for the workshop. And these were coaches from around the world. And I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, um, we had New Zealand, Australia, Spain, Italy, France, all over the US and Canada. Um, we had the Philippines, Taiwan, I believe was in there. Um, yeah, it was just in Germany. It was incredible. It was incredible. There were so many different countries and, you know, that's one of the greatest things about this game is we get to bring people together from around the world. I mean, volleyball is a universal sport, so it's unreal that we can do that. And, you know, as I was planning this episode, um, I, I know I've been doing a, a coaching series. So if you've watched the last, or if you listened to the last three episodes, it's been you know the top questions from coaches around the globe, and I'm going to continue that next week. But I wanted to pause and just talk about the three takeaways that I took from the workshop because it, it, I got a chance to engage and interact with coaches from around the world and understanding their struggles and seeing you know what what um you know, what they would like help with, and a lot of them. A lot of the, the three things we're going to talk about today, um, I wasn't actually expecting. It was it was different, and it was um, yeah, it was it was nice to get um, a fresh set of views on you know what coaches want to learn and what they want to talk about. So these three things that we're going to talk about today, my three big takeaways, I'm hoping can accelerate your growth as a coach, and really, and it kind of ties into efficiency in a way, uh, but it's things that we need to really consider and start implementing in our practices. All right, coaches. So let's get started. The first one, um, it's a bit, uh, 
I was actually kind of surprised. But one of the big takeaways was coaches' confidence. You know, a lot of coaches were, were talking to me about the fact that, you know, they sometimes like sometimes they second guess themselves. Sometimes they're they're not sure on how to approach certain practices. Um, sometimes they question whether or not the kids really believe in them as a coach and trust them to take them to the next level. Uh, sometimes uh, coaches had issues with you know planning a practice. They were lost and they end up getting kind of flabbergasted a little bit during practice uh, when it's not going well. So confidence was a big thing that came up and I want to address confidence in three different ways. And the first thing I'm going to say about gaining confidence, and this is really in life, I guess in general. So coaches, when we're trying to be that authoritative figure in a, in a practice, okay, there are things you can do that will help enforce that. The first thing is have a plan. Now, you don't necessarily have to write out a formal practice plan, but make sure that you're planning your practice. Now, veteran coaches that are listening to this, I hope you can relate. But when you sit down and take the time to plan out how a practice is going to go, it generally goes a lot smoother than if you just had a couple ideas in your head of what you're going to do. Now, when I say plan, I mean actually plan out what is going to happen. So, for example, and I I talked about this in my workshop, but if you're going to have a practice and you're going to have certain drills, it would be beneficial to you to put players in the positions already on paper where you're going to want them to go during the drill so you don't waste time, right? Like how many of you, and I, and I said this on the workshop, but how many of you, you know, when you're about to do a drill or when you're about to do a scrimmage in practice, you're trying to tell your players where to go in that moment. And you're like, ah, John, you're going to go to six. Okay, Ryan, you're going to go to five. Jason, you're going to go to two. And you you know, you're figuring it out on the fly and that just takes time away from your practice. So doing these things beforehand and putting them up on a whiteboard in practice, players can just look at it and know where to go and you just saved, you know, potentially three, four minutes, seven minutes, even 10 minutes, depending on how unorganized you really are. So the goal there is to plan your practices in advance so that when you go into a gym, you have that structure behind you. And this, which leads me to my next thing, which is structure. You have to have structure in your practice. There has to be some kind of like, you know, like I'm going to give you an example when it comes to teaching. So if any teachers are listening to this, you can relate. But when students come into your classroom, if you have structure in place, your classroom management becomes so much easier. You know, if you have, if they already know what they have to do, they, they know they're supposed to sit down, they know they're supposed to look at the board and, you know, figure out what their, their first task is and get started on that, or they know that you're going to be doing some kind of activity or whatever the case is, if they have structure every day, your classroom management becomes a lot easier because the ex, everyone knows what the expectations are and they know that they have to abide by those expectations. So it's the same thing in practice. When players come in the gym, and I'll give you a little bit of a like what our routine is. Our structure is very simple. When players come in the gym, they have to greet every single one of their teammates and coaches. So they go up there and they dap their players, they dap their coaches, you know, just like hello, whatever, and they go and they get a ball and start warming up. Um, it's one of my biggest things is that like that creates that unity that you know it, I, I don't like a player just to come in the gym and not say anything to anybody. No, no, they have, if they're the, especially if you're the last person in the gym, you're going to go around and dap all your players as well as your coaches. And it takes two seconds, simple hello. Hey, what's going on, coach? Hey, how are you? You know, to your players, whatever. And then you do that. That's a, that's part of the structure. 
following when they do that, then they go and they get, you know, they, they start doing their warm up and they're, they're told like, you know, you can have fun with your friends and stuff like that before practice. And then once like five minutes before practice starts, you're starting to get ready to warm up and getting engaged and stuff like that. So there's structure in that. Then my captain will lead a warm up. There's structure in that, right? The captain leads the warm up, and then after the warm up comes over, they know to come over to me. I don't have to say anything. They already know they have to come over to me, and then I start giving instructions. And it's normally with an opening story, an opening, you know, debrief of maybe last practice or whatever the case is, and then I talk about what we're going to do then. So it's really important. Um, one of the things I've seen coaches do is after they do that, they come in, and then the coach leads a breathing session. Uh, you know, they, they do whatever breathing session you want to do, they do that, and then they get started. So. It's, it's really important to have structure. It helps you. And I always say with, with a structure and a plan, you have to run your team. Your team can't run you. The minute your team starts to think they can run you and dictate what happens, you have a problem because then you're going to lose that authoritative uh, voice, I guess, if you want to call it that. So make sure that you have a structure and a plan in place. All right. And this is going to help with confidence because now if, if players ask questions or they throw a Hail Mary at you, you already know you, you can already plan for that. You have a plan in place and you can, you know, you can look at that plan to be able to find answers. All right. So confidence coaches, uh, I know it's tough, especially if you're a young coach, if you're a young coach, <laughs> when I was a young coach, I, I wanted to prove myself. I was always on this mission to prove myself to my players that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm credible and that they're going to learn from me. Don't go out there trying to prove yourself to your players because you're, it's not gonna it's not gonna do you any justice. Have your plan and structure in place so that you can deliver a great practice, and that the practice in itself, your teachings, your drills, you know, whatever you're doing, that is how you gain the confidence of your players because then they're going to be finding value in that. Don't try so hard to try to you know gain their value. It's just not it's not gonna work. Okay, so do that. All right. The second takeaway, this is a big one actually, experience versus winning, experience versus winning. So I'm a, let me tell you a story. So we, when I coached Dane and Kofi Gemma, many of you know him, at, he was a three-time All-American at UCLA, he just graduated last year, now he's been pursuing music. Many of you guys know him as Kofi. When Danon came to our team, so I started coaching Danon when he was in grade eight, and, I, uh, and then in grade nine is when we put together a club team and I, I took on the head coach of that. And I took, all, I took that team from 15U all the way to 18U until they graduated. Now, Danon at the time, when he, when he got into, I think I want to say about 17U, he was one of the best players in the country. In the country, not, not in, in the state or province, you know, in the country. And everybody wanted Danon on their team. Everybody wanted Danon on their team. And I remember Danon... Dana was telling me a story about how he was, you know, now I'm not going to name names, but he was on a trip with an elite team, you know, provincial team, regional team, an elite team. And a lot of people were asking him, like, why do you play for Coach Brian? Like, who, who is it? He doesn't know anything. He doesn't, he has no experience. And it's, and they're right. They're absolutely right in the sense that I don't have any experience. I never played college ball. I never you know, I never played, actually, I never played club ball, let alone college ball. Uh, I played like a little bit in high school. And I realized after that little bit in high school, I loved the game, but I fell in love with the coaching part of the game as opposed to the playing part of the game. Um, I was a competitive basketball player when I was younger. Um, but 
I'm a five seven and a half guard. I, it wasn't really happening for me. And I don't have the. I don't. I'm not athletic. I'm gonna be str- completely honest. I'm not athletic, so that wasn't gonna work out. Um, so, and he had. To, and I felt bad for Dana. And he had to listen to everyone tell him to go to the go to the better team. At, at that time, um, Pac-Man. It's a, a club team in, in Ontario in Toronto. Actually, they're at in, in Mississauga, and they um. They were great. They had great players. Their entire starting lineup was all like provincial level, national level players. Like he would have, obviously he would have made that team and they would have been even better than they were when we when we played them. But Danon didn't go. He didn't leave. And they were a better team than us. They were a winning team. Everyone knew they were going to win the provincials, potentially win, win nationals. Everyone knew that. They had un, unreal talent on that team. And we actually ended up losing to them in the semis. And then they went on to winning the whole thing. So why did Danon not leave our team? It's really simple. It's because of the experience he was having on our team. Experience, 9 out of 10 times, is going to triumph over winning. Okay, I want you to really take that in. Experience is going to triumph over winning. Now, we weren't a bad team. We were a winning. We were the third best team at that time. We were, we were the number one team. We were the third best team. But it was the experience that kept him on our team. What, one of the biggest goals that I had as a coach, as well as my coaching staff, is we wanted to create an experience for our athletes so that when they graduate and they go on, they can always remember and they can come back years later and say, wow, not only did I learn so much about volleyball, but I was able to take the skills that I learned in volleyball and apply it to my life. I was able to take the experiences that I gained and build long-lasting relationships that they still have up to today. And I'll tell you, Danon, he's a very, very he's, he signed with Red Bull Records. He's gonna be he's gonna kill it in the music industry. He's already killing it, and he's gonna be even he's gonna do even do greater things. He killed it in the volleyball scene when he was at UCLA. He was a national phenomenon. But Danon, even with all that spotlight, he never forgot about his his teammates on that club team. He still had them over to their house. He still he, he invited them along. Like he brought up some of the guys to UCLA with him to help him with his music. Like he again, those are his relationships. And I, I, if anything, I think he even stated on a post that his volley the best volleyball time he had was on that club team, not his UCLA experience, which was a great experience, by the way but it's club experience. So coaches, big, big takeaway here is are you thinking, how are you crafting an experience that your players are going to enjoy? And it's not an easy task. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. It's not an easy task. But you, your experience, you have to be thinking about the culture that you want to instill in your players and the culture of your team. You have to be thinking about the values that you want to have and you really got to think about what type of experience you want for them. So I, I want to give you a little bit of a, of a backstory, not a backstory, but kind of how we did things for the club season so you can understand. But we made sure that team building and team bonding was huge. So when we were 17U, was it 17U, 18U? I think both years we did this. So when we were 17U, I'm a big believer in training camp. I think I've talked about training camp before. But you have to have a training camp. Whether you're a club team, college team, high school team, you have to have a training camp. 
And I, I don't want to get too much into training camp. I might spend time on another episode, but training camp is where you go away with your team for, you know, it could be three days, it could be two days, where it's just you and the team. And that's where you instill all the culture, all the, all the, the whole team philosophy, your offensive and defensive systems, you teach them the game. But it's not just about the volleyball, but it's about creating an experience for them where they can build that relationship early. You can set the foundation to, lend, to then kind of lead you into the season, into your preseason. It's really important. So what we did was at the beginning of the season, we rented a, a cabin. And 17, you rented a cabin. The boys all shared one room. They they had a really great time. We all cooked breakfast together, which may have been a mistake when I look back at it because that was that took a long time. My wife, um, she was the, the GM at the time, and, and I, I kind of asked her for help to help cook uh, breakfast for the team. And uh, I, I, she's so nice for doing that, but it took a long time. And these boys eat. Right? They're, they're athletes. They eat. So we did a nice breakfast in the morning together. We, we all got into the cars and we drove. We had like all the coaches drove the players and we went into gym. We practiced, practiced all day. We had, so like to give you an idea, like in the morning, we had like a three hour session. Then we do like team bonding session, team building session. Then I would do like a presentation in, the, in a classroom. Then we'd be back on the court and we'd have lunch. And then we'd do like, so I think we had three court sessions in the day. We had a couple classroom classroom uh, classroom sessions. Sorry, we had a lot of team building sessions built into there, and that, and then at the end of it, we then go out to a team dinner, do like a team excursion. You know, I mean, whether it's go karting or haunted houses or whatever the case was, where we do fun things together. Again, what are we doing? We're creating the experience. So they're learning volleyball, and mind you, the training camp volleyball was very structured and it was very, it was a lot of learning. Um, and then it, that lasted the entire weekend, capped off by an inner club scrimmage and another, you know, a couple of more fun things. But do you see how what I'm describing here is I'm describing training camp not so much as, yes, they're going to learn volleyball, but it's setting up the foundation for the rest of the season. It's creating that experience early. The, the kids are having a great time. Your athletes are getting to know each other on a deeper level, which we do when it comes to team building. But again, they're, they're spending three days together. They're going to come back forming relationships, building trust. And that's important. And after that, and we have our regular season and we continue to do these types of things throughout the year. Like when we do film sessions, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking strictly club here, guys. When we did our film sessions, I would have the guys come over to my place and the team, and I would, we would order food. So we, like, we, already, we always did like Chinese food. We do like chicken chow mein and fried rice. And the, kid, the boys loved it. And it was cool because we got to buy in bulk. Like we bought trays. So we ordered food. They come over. We watch film. Those guys had a great time. And and very and not to say that. And we had rules. It wasn't like just all fun. So when we're watching film, phones are away. Like no one's on their phone. Obviously, I mean that's that goes without saying. But no one was distracted. And you could tell. We didn't even. We they knew the rule. We didn't even have to tell anybody or kick anybody out for being on their phone because we would have. But we didn't have to. They were dialed in. After we watched film, we played. We yeah, we played games. Um, I have a. Um, I have a pool table in my basement, so that was kind of fun. The boys like play pool, uh, and it was a good time. Christmas, I had the guys over at my house, and we—I uh, don't did we do gifts? I don't think we did gift exchange, but I just did like a Christmas get together. We did. A, I had a cake. We did. We ordered a cake. My wife ordered a, an ice cream cake, and you know that was it was a lot of fun. And then we played games. We ordered food again. So notice. This isn't nothing. It has nothing to do with volleyball. I mean, the film session does, but look at how I'm taking volleyball and I'm creating an experience behind it. I'm establishing that family, that culture. Now, you imagine the relationships that these boys are forming as we're doing this. 
they become really close. They become brothers. How can you how how can you leave that to go to another team? It would be very difficult. And any player and, and I'm not saying we, we we lost. I think we lost in four years. We may have lost two players to another team, and that and one was because they they wanted to play their own age group, which I understood. And one was because unfortunately they weren't the right fit for our team. They just weren't. They just didn't like all this stuff, and that's okay. That's no problem. Better for the both of us. And that's it. Everybody that we had from 15U stayed with us all the way to 18U, all the way. It was incredible. We created that experience, and then they've gone on to do great things now. So I know I've been spending a lot of time talking about this experience and sharing you stories about what we've done, but this is what volley. This is what coaching is all about. It's about creating these experiences. Now, you can imagine all the memories that these boys are going to have, and they still have. And and the great thing is, is that that was what four or five years ago, and they still, they still are close up to today. And actually, just last year, we did like a, a team reunion where we went to um, we went to a restaurant and met up with each other. So, experience versus winning. I'm sorry, but experience is going to win nine out of ten times. I, I, I say nine out of ten times because I always want to, you know, plan for the ones that just don't work out. But it's going to, I hope you, you can understand how good it is. All right. That was my, that's takeaway number two. The third takeaway is coaches. Please listen when I say this. But you always have to be willing to learn. And I found that in this workshop, every coach was in the boat of always wanting to learn. And it was fantastic. It's really crazy. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not a 30-year vet coach. I've been coaching competitive volleyball for, for 12 years. This is going to go into my 13th year. And I have coaches in my circle who've been coaching the game for 30 years, 25, 30 years, that are excited to join my workshop and learn from me. I could probably learn, and I learn from them too, right? But they're excited to come out and learn from me and take things away to their team. That is a coach that is willing to kind of look, not give up their own ego, but put their ego aside and, and learn from someone who doesn't have anywhere near the experience that they do. But again, I have a, I have something different to offer. I have my way of doing things. And my way of doing things may be different than their way of doing things, but it's all about learning and keeping that volleyball conversation going. So... Coaches, are you willing to get out of your own way to, to learn, you know? And in, like in Digital Volleyball Academy, which is my signature membership where I, I help coaches really grow and, and develop their own way, um, this is a big thing. They're, every coach in, inside Digital Volleyball Academy is willing to learn. And they're now going to start learning how, about the experience versus winning. They're going to get a taste of, like, I, it's part of my Coach B framework, but I teach this stuff inside DVA. I teach how to create these experiences, what to do, how to empower your players, you know, how to really affect their life and then take the strategies that we learn on, in the gym and apply it to their everyday life. So I teach my coaches my framework on how to create these experiences and obviously all the tactical and technical things about the game. And it's, it's great because I have coaches in there who've been coaching the game for a long time, but they're willing to invest in themselves because here's, here's another good point. When you invest in yourself, you're really investing in your team. You're not, you're not, you're investing in your team. So the more that you grow as a coach, the more that you can empower your players to grow. And that's the way that I started looking at it when I'm always willing to invest in myself as a volleyball coach because I know I'm investing in my team. I'm not really investing in myself. 
So coaches, make sure you're always willing to learn. And if you're in a position financially where you can afford to do it, that's even better. Like there's obviously free sources out there, which is great. But if you're in a position where you can afford to invest, and I'll say this one, I'll say this and I say it all the time, invest and find a mentor. That is where the value goes through the roof. Investing in online courses, I mean, that's good. Don't get me wrong, that's great. And you're definitely gonna learn, right? The more online courses you take, the more you're gonna learn, which is great. You're, you're investing in yourself and your team's gonna benefit from that. But the ultimate learning experience is having a mentor. Because having a mentor, you're, gain, you're gaining their experience, you're leaning on their experience, and they can fast track your growth much faster than an online course can. Because an online course is generic. It's gonna teach you certain things. But a mentor can cater that learning to your situation, which will accelerate your growth. It will make you grow as a coach faster. Your team is gonna grow faster. So finding a mentor is significant. It's so important. And I hope that you, and I, I, I tell, I'm always gonna say this every episode because it's so important. And I, t- I always tell my story about when I found a mentor, I gained more in three weeks than I did in the previous three years. And that's no lie. I gained more in three weeks than I did in the previous three years because of me, myself leaning on their experience. Having a mentor, and, I, and, and this isn't anything, anything you do in life, right? Whether it's your work, whether you're taking on a project of some sort, like having a mentor there is gonna just skyrocket and fast track your results. So always willing to learn coaches. That is my last pillar, my last takeaway from the coaches workshop. So just to recap, we talked about the confidence of a coach, understanding that you have to run your team or your team is gonna run you, right? And that starts with a plan, a structure. We're ta- we talked about in detail experience versus winning. Huge takeaway for me as a coach. And that is a takeaway for you as a coach is too. You have control over that. And you get me, don't get me wrong. Listen, when you create that experience, winning is going to come because that's part of the formula. And no one talks about this in volleyball. Everyone always talks about you know the tactical and technical things of the game. And there, that definitely is important. But the experience is just as valuable because when you combine those two things, then you're going to start winning. Then you're going to have a winning program and kids that are having an amazing experience, which will lead them to stay long term because now they're going to believe in the experience. They're going to believe in you and they're going to be having a great time on top of that, which is always great. And the last one is always willing to learn. Coaches, you always have to be willing to learn because... If you don't, you're going to be staying in the same spot. You know, I got that. I heard this story from John Kessel, actually, and he talked about, and I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast, but John Kessel was interviewed and he said that he was having a conversation with a brain surgeon and the brain surgeon said that if I was doing the same thing I was doing one year ago, I would get fired for malpractice because, you know, in his profession, things change all the time. Medicine continues to be advanced. So they always have to keep learning. So volleyball coaches, we're the same thing. If we, if we're if you've been doing the same thing you were doing five years ago, and haven't changed at all, chances are you're you're going to put yourself behind because volleyball always grows and changes. There's always innovative ways of doing things. Now don't get me wrong, like passing, like creating a platform. There's only so much ways you can innovate that. You're always going to have the fundamentals, but just your whole volleyball perspective, you have to be advancing yourself in any job in this world you have to always continuously be learning so it was it was actually a really good reference with the brain surgeon thing yeah he would definitely get fired from my practice he may it may cost them a life if he's not up to date with what's going on 
So coaches confidence, experience versus winning, always willing to learn. Really, really important coaches. So I hope you got some value out of today's episode in terms of those three big takeaways. Um, it was there, and, and I, you know what? There were so many more takeaways from the coaches workshop. It was an incredible experience. I had a great time interacting with the coaches, and I think most of the coaches had a great time. I got a lot of positive feedback from it, which I'm so thankful that I was able to deliver um, a workshop that you know you all found valuable. Because at the end of the day, if I can help one coach, I can help. That's helping 12 players, and that's what my that's what my deeper purpose is. My goal as a coach is to help as many coaches as I possibly can to grow this game to help players, to help as much players as possible to create impact, to change lives. And that's what all of us are really doing. As volleyball coaches, we're changing lives. We're helping our athletes in so much of a bigger way than volleyball. So that's it for me. Listen, players, um, sorry, not players, but coaches listening to this, uh, do me a favor. If you do like what you heard on today's episode, uh, you know, give me a review please. And thank you. You rate and review the podcast. It'll help me reach out to more coaches um, and just grow the pod and make it available to everyone around the world. All right, I really appreciate that. And hey, follow me on the gram, the Instagram. Um, I'm always posting stuff on my Instagram, right? And a lot of it, I think you'll find valuable because I post a little, you know, some tips here and there, talk about my experience, I share some videos. Like I, it's my, it's my outlet. My, with between my podcast and my Instagram, and I'm on TikTok too. If you ever, if you anyone on TikTok, but between that, I'm, I'm able to interact with my audience um, that that's not inside Digital Volleyball Academy. All right, uh, that's it for me. Everyone, have a great week, and we'll see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care, everyone. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training, and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.